Hello, Marquette basketball fans. I am jacked up right now. It was not easy to sleep last night. I could not get that game out of my mind. That was a blast to watch. Before we get started, big show announcement. We're excited to share that Travis Diener is coming on the show tomorrow night. We're going to break down Marquette. We're going to break down this young team. We're so excited to have him on. Stay tuned. We'll have lots out there on our Twitter feed. Please follow us at The Golden Break. You get Dr. Keegan's statistics. You get show announcements like Travis Diener. And we try to give you some content from time to time. So make sure you give us a follow. Let's get right off the bat. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but the very first thing is I missed Bill Walton. I wrote a little hard around his name in my notes. I missed him. There's a clear difference. It's a far more entertaining game when he's calling it. Um, The first nine possessions of this game, really, I mean, the first half was a little slow. Uh, The first about 10 to 12 possessions, the thing that really stood out to me was Marquette's inability to move from one offensive set to another. You could tell there was still a little bit of a mechanics to their flow offensively. Uh, This obviously changes in the second half, but this is something that I feel like we've seen a lot of so far this year out of Marquette is, you know, they'll get through, you know, ball handler brings it up, out to the wing, comes through, look into the post, back to the top, screen, run around, come back around to the wing, and then it sort of like shuffles a little bit, and then they get back into their next set. And so that was one thing that really hurt them in the beginning, and turnovers were still an issue. I mean, they had six turnovers in the first ten minutes, and and that's going to continue to be a little bit of a problem. Uh, turnovers are going to haunt us. It was much better than games in the past, but we've definitely done a much better job of protecting the ball and important stretches here. We didn't have long stretches where we turned the ball over. We had two in a row where DJ turned the ball over and then Elliot traveled. And what I thought was really interesting about Elliot traveled, this game definitely, I mean, I guess we say this every game now, DJ Carton needs to be the main ball handler. He needs to be the one. In the beginning of this game, you saw a little bit of Kobe was going back and forth, but by the time the second half came around, uh, Woj went full-time with DJ Carton, and this is it's been trending that way. You can see in the way Woj is running this offense that game after game, DJ is predominantly becoming the ball handler, and for a couple of different really good reasons. On the Elliott turnover where he traveled, it was a perfect example of Kobe dribbling with his head down. He kind of bull rushes into and gets stopped at the top of the key. He picks up his dribble. He doesn't know where to go. He's getting trapped and gives the ball to Elliot in a really bad space where Elliot ends up traveling. I actually put that one a little bit more on Kobe just because this is the this is what we talk about with flow of the offense. DJ does a better job of getting this offense to move and to move fluidly. And that's definitely what something you saw a lot more in the second half. Uh, but the defense struggled a little bit to, to guard the three. I, I don't know if it's that the defense struggled. I think this was actually more about strategy. What I found interesting in the first half, you know, Creighton shot, I believe they made six. They were six for, or nine for 19 from the arc in the first half. And they weren't all wide open. It seemed like we were really hugging the helpline off the ball. And when Creighton was making skip passes, our closeouts are great. We've talked about how great our closeouts are. 
but we weren't getting there in time. They were getting these shots off in really small windows of space, and they were draining them. But I didn't understand why we were playing so far off the ball against a team that shoots so well in the first half. Now, I don't watch tape of games going into this, so I'm sure they saw something on film that made them equally as worried about Creighton's ability to attack the uh, hoop. But we weren't closing out enough to really throw shooters off. And this brings us to our favorite segment, Ask Dr. Keegan. So what I want our show producer, Mike Keegan, a.k.a. Dr. Keegan, to look up is how does three-point percentage change based on the distance the defender is from the shooter? And the reason I asked that question is because in this game, there was a clear difference in defensive strategy in the first half to the second half. And I'm gonna you gotta give Woj credit because they were much tighter on shooters around the arc. They were they didn't have to go such far distances to close because they weren't hugging the helpline off the ball. And I know this I you know, don't worry, Dr. King, if you're a little worried, we're gonna find we're gonna find this data. Don't worry. I, I I got a guy for this. I got a guy who can help us out with this because you could see Woj make that adjustment. And it was a great adjustment by the time we got to the second half. But in the first, we were sagging and Creighton was hitting shots. You know, we hung in there. We stuck in there. My one of my favorite plays. Um, and we ran this like three times in the entire game because Elliot had a couple of these in the second half. Elliot was wing on the weak side. The ball shoots over to the right. Off the ball, you see Elliot run down. And this is like the Marcus plays. I always call him the Marcus plays because they used to run a lot for him. He runs out in front of the basket to the block. Theo, John, and Garcia are there. He splits both of them. Those guys close up and create. I mean, I don't know how you get around that. Garcia and John setting screens like that in the block. That is deadly. And Elliott hits a three. We ran that play a couple times. I actually, I would like to see um, even more. We did a little bit of it, but I want to see even more of those plays run for Kobe. I love the off the ball stuff for Kobe because I think it puts him in better space. This was definitely a better game for Kobe. Um, Defensively, he's a monster. He's just a monster defensively. I love his stance. His energy is crazy on the defensive side of the ball. Um, But I'd like to see them run some of those plays here because that would be really, I think it would put him in an even better position to succeed. In the first half, I also felt like we struggled a little bit getting the ball in the paint. In the first five minutes of the game, we had one paint touch. In the first 10, we had four. Um, I would have liked to, and that's out of about 20 possessions. I think that we could have done a little bit more to get that ball into the block. But I think where the problem was is I don't think it was because we didn't want to or it wasn't. We were struggling with entry passes, and that really made it difficult for us to do that. And what I like is what you see is when they're on the wing, you'll see our guards, they'll pump fake a pass into the entry over the head of the defender, fake it, and then come around to the side and bounce pass off the hip. We were doing that more in the second half. We weren't doing that in the first half. I think we looked in, and if it just wasn't there right away, we kind of went back and swung to the top. 
And that hurts a little bit. That hurts our ability, I think, to be a dynamic offense. And we see us become that dynamic offense in the second half when we do that a little bit better. One last play I want to call out in the, in the first half that I think just really sets DJ apart from Kobe as the point guard on this team is we uh, DJ got a deep uh, rebound uh, off a miss. And one thing that's important for the lead ball handler to do in transition is to get to the middle of the floor. And you see DJ do that beautifully. He runs to the middle of the floor. Now he's got guys on his wings in transition. They're coming up and DJ kind of pulls up before the hoop, bounce passes it to Lewis, who throws it down for a dunk. And that's something that Kobe's attacking the hoop on that. Like, Kobe is going to the hoop. That's what he is. And and it's not a criticism. It's the kind of player he is. And this really is important because in the second half, we see a significant difference in the way this offense is run. And I think we're starting to see this team's offensive identity. After the first half, you know, we had seven turnovers. We still struggle a little bit to protect the ball. Um, That's actually something we're going to talk about to Travis Diener about is what can this team do in practice? What can this team do to better protect the ball under pressure? Um, But after the first half, I wrote this about Garcia. Garcia had an unbelievable second half. We'll talk about that in a minute. But in the first half, he had 2.6 rebounds and three assists. And I wrote in my notes, he's a cog in the offense. His stats were not great, but he is – Still so important on the glass. Six rebounds is no joke. I believe at the end he had like four offensive rebounds, if that, uh, or maybe even six. I know him and Lewis together had 10 offensive rebounds in the whole game. But Garcia is a cog in the office even when he isn't scoring. Uh, his ability, he's one of the better screeners on this team. Uh, he's great at rebounding. He definitely is getting better in the block. The last several games I've been a little critical of his ability to push people off the block, but not in the second half of this game because that drastically, drastically changes. And so does DJ handling the ball. He is handling the ball a lot more. And in the third possession of the second half, and so we're in the third 10 now, most of the first half they were attacking the dribbler off the screen and trapping us at the half court line. Kobe several times retreat dribbled and got trapped, slowed down the offense, got us out of our flow um, and made it difficult from time to time for our offense to really kind of feel any kind of rhythm. In the third possession, uh, they set a screen for DJ and they come up to trap him And DJ does exactly what you're supposed to do is he attacks. He attacks the double. You want to either go at a guy. You want to see if he can find that crease. And what he did is he found the crease. So before those guys could trap him at the half, uh, at half court, he broke through, slipped between there. He was able to get a three pointer off that he got fouled on. And later on in the game, Uh, At about the 13-minute mark, same thing. He breaks it. Now he gets to the hoop, bounce pass to Theo, who throws it down. There were several times here where DJ was able to break that. And we're going to talk more about that because that really changed the way Creighton was playing this game. Um, So DJ makes that. uh, He gets to the line. 
And we are just now dominant offensively. Uh, we're scoring any way that we can. We're, we are just shooting the lights out. And Elliot, we ran that play. I mean, Elliot went four for four from the arc. That is crazy. That This is the best game I've ever seen him play. I mean, at one point they comped him to Reggie Miller. He's not Reggie Miller, but I really enjoyed the terrible comp. It was hilarious to hear, but we were doing it in a variety of ways. This is where our offense is at its best is when it's balanced. I was looking through my notes in the last few games, and something I was writing down a lot was that we would get stuck in one offensive type. So, for example, against UCLA, we were really heavy screen and roll. Um, We go through these long possession stints where we just kind of focus in on the screen and roll. Or then we'll go in these long stints of possession where we just focus on the block. And if you go way back, and this is to the Arkansas Pine Bluff game, yes, I know they weren't a great opponent, but what I loved about that game is that we were scoring in a variety of unpredictable ways, and that was the second half of this game. We have DJ refuse a screen for a three-pointer. Then in the next possession, we get Theo in the post who draws a foul. Then we get out in transition, and we score a three-pointer. Then we have DJ break down a double team, Theo dunk. Then we go into the post with Theo, throws it down. That is the balanced offense that we need to run. It's not about let's just run screen and roll against this team. It's not about let's just get it into the block. I think we score so many different ways. I mean, we had five guys in double figures. I believe over the last five games, we've had three or four different leading scorers on this team we don't need this is so different than I think what we're used to as Marquette fans when you've got Marcus Howard, you know, dominating the offense for this team. We don't need that. This is where we are at our best. And we what I was just probably the most impressed of was the energy around this team. How do you not get excited about the Marquette bench? I was happy that I didn't have to hear any of that dumb fake crowd noise because That bench was chatty the whole game, yelling, screaming, getting behind their guys. And after the third time they ran that play to Elliott where they had coming off two screeners, the camera pans to Woj, and he it was like he hit that three. He was so jacked out of his mind at that point. And this is where I'm really falling in love with Woj. I'm really loving what he is getting this team to buy into. Because we came out of that halftime. We were down. We came out attacking. There was flow in the offense. There was variety in the offense. And we weren't hamstrung by fouls like the UCLA game. But um, what I love is that this team responds. At the UCLA game at half, we came out. And our best offense was in the first 10 minutes. We just It was a war of attrition against UCLA. We just ran out of gas. But we came out of the half again with tons of energy. In the Green Bay game, I was worried about us falling asleep at the wheel coming off of Wisconsin. And there were a couple of stretches where we did. And that game, Woj was probably the most pissed I've seen him on the bench all year. And we would come out of timeouts jacked up. I think this team buys into Woj. I think this is the team Woj always wanted to coach. I think he loves the diversity on offense. He has to love the defense of this team. 
This is, and this was something I think in last year's team, it was hard to create. You know, you had to let Marcus Howard be Marcus Howard. And there were a lot of defensive liabilities that, you know, for everything that Marcus is, you know, it's hard on the defensive end. You know, this is, this is the team I think Woj always wanted to coach. And I am really impressed with what he did in the second half to get this team to play in the dynamic way that they were, to be able to score from the post in transition, off of screens, getting to the line. Again, I posted this on um, I posted this, this week on Twitter. I wanted to see if we were going to get to the line 25 times, and we did. We got 26 times we got to the line. We were getting fouls. It was a joy to watch in that second half. So let's get into the last 10 minutes of this game because it gets a little nerve-wracking. Um, one thing you noticed, I, I brought up earlier DJ's ability to break the trap and how that opens up the offense. I don't know if it, Creighton stopped doing it. When DJ became the dominant ball handler, they could not do it anymore because DJ was scoring or getting points off of an assist because he continued to break it. He they stopped doing it, and it really opened things up. When you when you can't pressure our guards like that, it allows us to get into a little bit more of a flow in offense. And Garcia was just a man, you know. Down this part here, Garcia was this was the best and most physical game he's played all year. Um, I, I've talked a lot about being worried about whether Garcia maybe had the strength to kind of battle with some of these guys, but I don't think that was it. I think it's a young kid coming into Division One basketball and just starting to feel this game, you could tell it clicked. I've, I was seeing him clear guys out in the block. He was going to the basket strong and scoring through contact. Uh, by far his best game and rebounding-wise as well. Uh, Garcia had a double-double. It's insane. Insane that he had a double-double. And Lewis, I believe, was 11-9. He was almost right there. Our two freshmen with double-doubles against Creighton on the road. On the road after playing in UCLA just a few nights before, having some injuries. That speaks volumes to this team and to Woj, his ability to get these guys to buy in. So then we get into the last five minutes, and this is where I start to freak out a little bit because they bring the zone. And the second I see the zone, I my energy dropped. I was so nervous because, you know, there is limited practice time with these teams. And we saw what happened in Oklahoma State. Yes, that was a while ago. I was glad to see that we must have practiced it a little bit, but it's still really hurt us. I mean, we had, when they put on the zone around the five-minute mark, we missed a free throw. We had two turnovers. We missed another three. Um, We tried to run a high-low. That didn't work. It wasn't really until Garcia had that awesome basket in the post that it really made a big difference. And the play that I think really made a big difference to help us at least battle, because they came back. Creighton came back in that zone. Not only did they zone us, they were also full court pre- giving the full court press. That's what you want to do against a young team, especially this early in the year, who may not because we turned the ball over and one of the I was getting nervous, but we were able to battle it out. But the play that I thought really sealed it uh, in around two minutes last week, we talked about the play where Garcia was getting was had a guy on his hip in the block. The ball was in the wing. We looked to give it to him. We couldn't. We swung the ball back up to the top, to Lewis, actually it was to Theo John, 
Garcia flipped, sealed, and we high load over the top to Garcia to score. We ran that play again, but this time Lewis was at the top of the key. And when he went to go look inside in the high low, it wasn't there. Garcia cleared out. Lewis tacked the rim. And what I loved is off the ball, DJ Carton shuffled down the side of the arc and he hit him with a bounce pass, wide open three. I absolutely loved that play because it shows how now this team is seeing beyond the play, right? So that play, the high-low wasn't there. They ran it like they normally did, wasn't there. And they immediately got into the next cycle of their offense. That wasn't happening in the first half. It was happening here, and I thought that was the dagger this team needed. I've got I'm I'm my heart rate is through the roof. I'm still jacked up. It's not going to be a good day at work. My boss is not going to get a lot out of me. It's going to be very hard not to be on Twitter all day looking at things. Five guys in double figures. We were fifty percent from the arc. We got twenty six free throw attempts. Amazing to see. We pulled down forty percent of the offensive rebounds that are available to us. That is going to win us a lot of ball games. We are so excited to have Dean around this week. It's going to be a great show tomorrow night. I'll try to have it up Thursday morning. We got a lot more games. Let's get into that top 25, baby. Let's do it. Have a great day.